It's Tuesday, December 15th, 2020, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society um, and podcaster. Uh, I've been doing this for a while. Uh, I'm here once again uh, on the Talk Film Society podcast to talk about the films of 2020. The uh, you know the the weekly series now where I I play some catch up or talk about new 2020 releases. Go back, look back at, at the year that was this crazy year. Oh, this is a rascal of a year 2020. Um, and on this episode, <laughs> on this episode, um, I'm talking to a special guest. Uh, I'm talking to a friend of mine. I can say friend, right? Acquaintance. Oh, that most definitely. <laughs> Uh, I'm talking to, in, in case you didn't, you know, didn't recognize that voice, or in case you didn't check your uh, description of the podcast you're listening to, it's Matt Curione. Hey, Matt. Hey, how are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. I'm actually really good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. I mean, for those who have not been, who haven't uh, been following me on Twitter in the last few weeks, um, you know, now, now it's now it's good times. You know, relatively. You know, we're, we're still living. Yeah. You know, in a in, in a hellscape, but. You know, my, my family's doing okay. I'm doing okay. Ooh, I mean, uh, what about you, Matt? How uh, how are you and uh, and your loved ones doing now? Uh, we are in quarantine and isolation from each other. It's Ooh. pretty dope. See, it. Uh, I I I hope you all get through this because it's scary stuff. And it I I don't know about you, Matt, but it feels like it's been in the last like few weeks. Getting worse and worse. Like who could have predicted that? Yeah. Oh, it seems it kind of it it, it kind of seems like that horrible winter that they predicted all year is happening. Exactly. Um, Funny how that that happens when yeah. you know the scientists are right. <laughs> and uh, that's a great crazy world we live in. You know, that's a great segue to our first topic we're talking about in this episode. Um, why not, folks, stay at home and watch a movie? Right, Matt? Oh, we, please yeah. do. Don't congregate like a bunch of assholes out there this holiday season. Um, stay st- stay away from everybody and stay in and watch a movie. Uh, Matt, you uh, you uh, you uh, collect social not social media. <laughs> I had a long day at work. I, co- I do collect social <laughs> media. Collect social media. <laughs> I collect all the social medias, Marcelo. I have a Twitter, a Facebook, a TikTok. Do you have an Instagram? I got them all. You have an Instagram? I do. Okay, good. Yeah, so you I are... Do. I do. I, I have a Twitch account. I got them all. I, <laughs> I am right in that assessment that you are a collector of social media, but... You know, I am, yes, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> you're, you're also a collector of physical media. Of, yes. Of, of discs, of, of these Blu-rays, of these 4Ks, of these DVDs. Do, do, do you still buy DVDs, man? Um... When it's not on Blu-ray, yes, I will. <laughs> oh, okay, fancy. Um, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to pick your brain in this first segment uh, on, um, you know, because I, I, I don't know if anybody knows this about me. I also tend to buy some physical media, you know. I've noticed. Uh, I, I, I have a few shelves worth. Um, I, I'm sure not as much you, as you, pretty but good. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe nobody's counting. Um, but uh, I, I, I am. <laughs> How many do you have, Matt? Uh, let's go to the tally, my friend. Uh, okay, you're, you're gonna look that up. Uh, let me. Oh, do, uh, do you need me to vamp? I have uh, uh, as much as I as I know. I have three thousand five hundred eighty-seven. Wow, three thousand five hundred 
3,000. 3,000. I have watched... I have watched 3,053 of those. Wait, so what's the difference? I, I can't do quick math. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, vamp, 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 vamp. Uh, so I, 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 I started counting my collection, and I've only made it through the Criterion section. I still need to go through... I have not watched... Okay, I got it. Okay, go ahead. I have not watched 534 of them. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. See, my... It's like half a year for me. Why not just spend 2021 watching nothing but those blind spots, those those unopened <laughs> discs, huh, man? Maybe. Come on, do Maybe. that. Maybe. Oh, they're opened. Oh, they're open, but you have not uh, watched yeah. them. Yeah. I'll get around to it. We'll yeah. see. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, yeah, you're, 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 you're probably not going to do that. If you're anything like me, I mean, I buy sets and... I love having them, you know, uh, on my shelf. Yeah, it's very uh, rare that it's very rare that I will watch something as soon as I buy it. Exactly, exactly. Like uh, this, I mean, this isn't a complete blind spot, but I, I, I bought uh, the Total Recall 4K, which you know, I, I, me I, too. I, I like that movie a lot. I do, but I, for it's some good. reason, uh, got I got rid of my DVD version of Total Recall years ago. Good I riddance. I don't know why. No, I mean, it, but I should have kept it, you know. And then I realized I had no copy of Total Recall. Oof. You know. Oof. And uh, and I know, you know, you're gonna. Well, uh, you're not gonna wince, but uh, I I don't even have like a digital copy because I also I, I I have multitudes, Matt. I I like to go to the theater when it's safe, or I, just, I like to go to the drive-in theater. You know, I just talked to you off mic about going to see Die Hard at the drive-in. You know, sometime in the next week. Um, because yeah. I, 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 I have to see Die Hard, you know, on the big screen safely in the drive-in. Um, but, you know, I also have physical media, but I'm also, you know, a, a collector of digital media. And I know that's, you know, much like, I don't know, like, uh, like, uh, like the, like the air around you, you know, it's there, but you know, you can't touch it. It's, but it's not. It's not right. I don't own it. I mean, I can't, you know, get. I, I can't grasp the air and put it in my, you know, on my shelves. It's just out there. Yet I still buy, yeah. you know, uh, uh, iTunes uh, uh, copies and. Uh, oh Lord, I don't. I the only the only digital copies I have are uh, they come with the digital code and I redeem it. <laughs> yeah. See, I I tend to, um, especially in the last can't year. Can't be bothered. Yeah, I know. I, it's, it's, I mean, again, I, I I'm crazy because I, I do it all. Apparently, like I I like for example, uh, a few days ago, I noticed Edward Scissorhands. If it's a dollar, I'll buy it. Uh, my, my my limit is like five bucks okay, usually. Yeah. If it's five bucks, and it's if if it's a it's a, if it's a four K version like Edward Scissorhands, which I also don't own physically for some reason. Uh, then I'll buy it. So that's you should. That's a, that's a good yeah, movie. So I, I have the iTunes version in 4K, and I don't think there's a 4K physical copy of it yet. So you know, I was it's like, coming. Yeah, why not? They, yeah, they've talked about it. Yeah. So well, yeah, why why not have? And I know you know digital 4K has its limitations, but still, it's it's close enough. I mean, another example, and I'm not. I, I, I'll, I'll pass to you. And we'll talk actually about what we're here to talk about. But I bought um, Event Horizon on iTunes in 4K. And Dolby Vision 4K, and that looked pretty damn Interesting. good. That was like an, an exceptional I it. master. Um, but anyway, you know, uh, again, I, I I do it all. But physical media, I like that movie. It, it's a good movie. It it, it holds up, uh, and I I'm hoping that uh, they are able to get that 
extended version on that Scream Factory release next year. Fingers crossed. We'll see. We shall see. They'd but yeah, probably lying in the bottom of a fucking salt mine. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul W. S. Anderson says it's out there. I mean, I think he has it on tape or something. Yeah, they found it. In a, it. They found. They found the film in a salt mine, which is insane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is like the most. Well, like I want a movie about that. I want a movie <laughs> about finding the footage to Event Horizon in a salt mine. I think that would be fun. That would be a good movie. Yeah, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, in about twenty years' time, they should do a a, a version of that, sort of like Mank, just a, a, a you know, <laughs> searching for the extended cut of Event Horizon. Um, but we're not to Mank yet. We'll talk about Mank later. Physical media. So I asked, I asked you, Matt. I almost called you. Yes. <laughs> I almost mixed up Mank and Matt. Um, so call me Mank. It's fine. <laughs> Mank. Uh, I think I think Matthew. I think Mank is short for Matthew, right? Um, it is, yes. I asked you to make a, a list of some of your favorites of the year, of uh, physical media, of discs. And, uh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, uh, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's talk about them. Because, I, I, you know, again, I mean, if, I mean, uh, the owner of 3,000, you know, physical, you know, media discs should, you know, uh, at this point, you should be, like, considered an expert, right? I mean, it, it's almost like that. I should have have these things, yes. Yeah, it, it's almost like that phrase, like, uh, you know, you have to do something for uh, 100, was it a million hours, and then you're an expert. What's what, 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 what's that thing? I don't even know what that what phrase is. I, you know, I think you, know you just made about? that up. <laughs> no, I some, think you're lying. No, it's like you have to do something for a certain amount of time, for a certain amount of hours, and then you're considered like a professional. Well, it's definitely not a million hours. It's not? Okay. Listen, don't quote me on this. No, it's definitely not because that's like that's like three lifetimes. <laughs> a million hours. Uh, but, Out of your mind. So uh, somebody who owns 3,000 discs, should I should go to them and, and, and they should have some expertise in this, I think. So Matt... Let's go through your list. Let's, let's talk about some of these because I, I, I'm sure I also own some of these too. Actually, I, I, I know I do. A million hours. A million hours is 41,000 years. <laughs> Listen, don't quote me. All right. Your list. I Matt. just did. Your list. What, yes. uh, actually, I'm going to open it up too because you sent me it too. So let's, let, let, let's go. But at the very top. Uh, and it and, and, and I tried oh, to yeah. I, I I tried to write a list myself and I, we had the same number one. Uh, what's damn right we did. Yeah, well, not number the, one, but like, but it, it, it's the first, first one, one that came to mind. To my, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. what was the first one that came to mind, Matt? For you, Scream Factory's Friday Thirteenth Deluxe Collection, whatever the hell they subtitled it. Uh, that thing's great. Oh yeah, that thing is terrific. And I just got my uh, replacement discs today, so that's cool too. Yeah, I got mine a few days ago. Um, for those who have yeah, no they're idea. right on top of that. Yeah, for those who have no idea what we're talking about, um, I forget which films. Was it the three D version of Part Three? Um, Jason. Yeah. Uh, what well, uh, was it? Um, for Jason. There Ghost? was there was the three D version of Part Three. Uh, there was a missing shot of Gore in Jason Goes to Hell. That's right. And the sound was off uh, during a part in Jason X. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so but, but you know what? They realized that as soon as it came out, and they were like, "Here, go to this website and order your replacement discs, and you'll get them." And everyone got them by now, so that's pretty dope. Yeah, it was like in less than a in a week. It seems like they, you know, people yeah. got wind of this, and in about two weeks' time, that yeah, that that uh, form was on the on the, uh, the link was up. Yeah, the link was up, and yeah, it, it was easy. So they were on top of it. 
I got my. It's one of the reasons I like them. They they're always good with uh, replacement discs. I remember I like a couple of months ago I ordered a replacement disc from them because their uh, original pressing of Earthquake. Uh, was released in the wrong aspect ratio, so uh, they sent me out a replacement disc. Good for them. Yeah, good. Yeah, they, I, 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 they're they're great people. I like them. They do great work. I I I, I, I bought a lot of stuff from them this year. Um, not it, it didn't come out. It, it didn't come out this year, but like uh, one of my favorite discs from them I got this year because it was on sale, and it was going out of print. Was to live and die in L.A. And I had to own it, um, yeah, because I had rented that. Oh, I missed out on that one. Yeah, I, I, I had rented that a few years ago, and I knew it was out. Of, it was going out of print. Like, I, I got to own that movie, and that and that Shot Factor release was is is, is exceptional. Um, but have you had a chance to dig through all the Friday Thirteenth box set special features, Matt? Not all the special features, but a lot of them. Uh, actually, uh, Jacob DeNoble and I covered the entire box set on our Halloween special this year for Monsters Never Die over on the Talk Film Society Network. Uh, that was a long episode, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so if, if anybody wants a better breakdown of, of uh, that set, uh, listen to that episode. Um because yeah, you give got, it a listen, folks. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you go through the entire series, and you also talk about that box set. So yeah, uh, and I have mm-hmm. yet to dig into that box set. Uh, again, it's one. I mean, I love that series. I mean, I, I was anticipating, you know, that release for months as soon as they announced it, and I, I think, yep, maybe that same day I, I pre-ordered it uh, through their site, and I got that yeah. poster and everything. Uh, yeah. Now they just need to get their hands on Freddy. And, yep, that's uh, it. I'll be a happy boy. That's all that's missing, and I'm sure. You already did Michael Myers. You did Jason Voorhees. Get Freddy Krueger in the mix and uh, put out a really nice box set because the Blu-ray set that Nightmare on Elm Street has right now is uh, sad. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm Very sure, sad. I'm sure they're going to make it happen. They have to. They have to. Uh, why don't we go down? So some classics uh, were released on 4K yes. this past year. Uh, one, oh, without a doubt. One that I uh, really loved. The well, at least the first movie of this series, Back to the Future in 4K. Um, I mean, uh, have you had a chance to watch all of them in 4K yet, Matt? Sure did. Uh, sure did. Uh, it was my first time seeing uh, Back to the Future in a long time. Uh, at least ten years since I'd watched the trilogy, and uh, yeah, it's great. I know that <laughs> they did a phenomenal job with the the picture and the sound and. Uh, all the, the all the old bonus features came back, along with a few new bonus features. Um, yeah, perfect trilogy, great movies. Yeah, because we we had talked about um, Jaws on another episode of uh, Hey, What You Watch. That's watching? another great uh, Universal 4K release. Yeah, I was going to say Universal's been doing year. some great stuff because Back to the Future looks great. I have yet to see the second and third one yet, but I'm sure that those look great on 4K and. Jaws, oh, that, man, yeah. that that Jaws release looked amazing in in, in, in 4K. Jaws release looked amazing. Um, their Hitchcock set that they put out yes. also looks amazing. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, I have... I Vertigo really is one of the prettiest movies ever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I really have to buy that set because... Uh, oh, man. Uh, it's uh, The colors just pop off the screen. Uh, it puts the old Blu-ray to shame. I mean... Oof, they did a fantastic job with uh, Vertigo. And they also did a great job with, uh, you know, Psycho, The Birds. Uh, I haven't watched Rear Window from that set yet, but I'm sure it looks great. Uh, 
mostly because I don't I haven't watched it because I don't know if I can handle Grace Kelly in 4K. <laughs> Which would be too much. Just uh, she's too beautiful for uh, for that. Yeah, just his uh, eyes would melt. Just like I just like uh, like desaturate your color settings, Matt. Like just just yeah, it, yeah. Just tone the color <laughs> down. Um, that and that Psycho release because they, they they also released it on regular Blu-ray, but the the the, the new release of Psycho from Universal this year has the uncut version or like the, the uncut version yes. yeah it, it, the, the one that that well i forget the story do you know off the top of your head because like i think that was the cut that's available internationally but for some overseas reason, yeah overseas, overseas. And, but for some reason you know we're a bunch of prudes and we can't handle a little bit a uh, little couple more knife cuts and you know norman bates jerking off oh well <laughs> Now let's not, you know, go overboard. I don't think he's actually jerking off. I think it's just it just adds more like a few it's more implied. seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more implied in, in the uncut. It's version. implied. Yeah. But still, it, it's amazing that they were Can't see that can't see that hot boy going to town. Oh well. <laughs> uh, uh, it's amazing that they were still able to to get that release out there because I, I was completely surprised by oh, that. I was terrific. like, what? Like like finally? Like they, 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 they have this cut? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else? Let's, let's let's keep running uh, through this stuff. Ooh, Silent Running. Uh, that's an Arrow release, isn't it? Yes. Yep, that's, that just came out. That's an Arrow release, a uh, Bruce Dern sci-fi movie directed by Douglas Trumbull, who did the uh, visual effects for 2001 A Space Odyssey. Really good movie. I had never seen it before. This was a total blind buy. And I was like, oh, Arrow's putting out Silent Running. Everyone says this is up my alley. Guess what, Marcelo? It was up my alley. <laughs> now I'm glad you. It's said really that. good. I'm glad you said that because uh, I actually grabbed. One. I like when recommendations are right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I grabbed an Arrow release from this year, which sort of similar. Uh, I was it was a blind spot for me. Um, I went to Twitter mm-hmm. saying, "Would I like this movie?" And like a, a majority of people said, "Yeah." Matt, you said no. Um, I don't know. What was it? I know. I don't know if you know what I'm going to say, but uh, I picked up the Arrow 4K release of Flash Gordon. Um, and let me tell you, you, you want to know something? What? what? You want to know something? What? I also bought the what? 4K <laughs> what? of uh, you, Matt. You Flash told me Gordon. you told me not to and buy this. I hate that movie. <laughs> Why did you do that I then? Hate that movie. Why did you buy it? <laughs> because. Because I saw it at Best Buy, it was out in the wild. Oh and it was my only twenty dollars, and I couldn't really? resist seeing an. I couldn't resist seeing an Arrow four K out in the wild, and I had extra money on me. I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll give it another shot. Wait, was it the limited edition or just like yeah. the disc? I'm st- so for twenty bucks, you got okay. Just well, the, that's just the, just the movie. Ju- wait, wait, wait. Go back. Just the movie. Just the disc. Just it's like the movie with the slipcover. No, no fancy limited thing. Okay, well. I don't know. We, we we have to talk more. I'm not about spending this. that kind of money. We we have to talk about this off mic because I I, I mean I got one with the slipcover and it's supposed to be limited edition and I did not pay twenty bucks for this. I paid like I think thirty or something. So you know what? If we yeah, had, had where'd you buy it? <laughs> if, if if we have the same version, I bought it from like deepdiscount.com, which is a good place. And I just bought today from them, uh, Tremors in 4K and Southland Tales. Um, that the both Arrow releases. Oh, I I made sure to buy those, um, because. Uh, Arrow's doing good stuff, and my point is with Flash Gordon, had ne- I'd never seen it. I've I had never seen it before. Put it on, it looks dazzling. I liked it, Matt. I liked Flash Gordon. It's silly. 
the music is 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 like the best thing about it, but still, it's a goofy well, sci-fi yeah. movie. And I like Queen. Of I course, liked, it's yeah, the best thing about it. Well, I know I liked it, and and yeah, the the, the disc is stacked, and again, the 4K looks amazing. So yeah, uh, Arrow is doing some great work, and I can't wait uh, for more um, because I'm sure Tremor, Tremors is going to look amazing in 4K. And uh, I'm, oh yeah, I'm glad they finally got Southland Tales, and the the cons cut on on their new box set. So and um, then uh, and next year they're doing Dune. So yes, that's dope. Uh, I'm sure I'm, uh, that has to be in 4K, right? Dune 4K. You think? Yeah. Come on now. Of yeah. course they're going to. I see another Arrow Directed release by Alan Smithy. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, I see another Arrow release on your list. Uh, the Last Starfighter. That's Arrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I love this movie. I, I have Last never seen it. Awesome. It is quite the upgrade from the old uh, Blu-ray that I had. Uh, the bonus features are great. It has uh, interviews with uh, all the people that are in it. Uh, has a really long interview with the star, uh, the the girl that's in it. Really like her. Uh, it's cool. It's a fun, fun movie, and it stars uh, the guy who played the Music Man in the Music Man. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who plays the Music Man in the Music Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, about about this release though, it does have something that I'm really liking. With uh, move uh, deluxe editions uh, by you know Criterion and uh, Arrow that were produced this year, uh, I I can really get behind the uh, Zoom and Skype interviews uh, as yes, bonus features. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool and it shows you that they're not ignoring this thing that's going on. I, I really I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I I have yet to see one of those on the on a special features um, release yet, uh, which which is insane because I guess it goes to show like I I mean I'm still buying these movies, but I have not had time to dig in into a lot of special features. But yeah. uh, I, I you know I I think in the long run this would be better for special features producers because making it e- makes it easier. Yeah, it makes it easier exactly. Like you're not gonna get like I don't know Mel Brooks out of his house anytime soon so why not send him you know i mean either yeah. either send him like a kit like a video kit or put him on zoom just you know and and get that uh oh his his son records him it's fine <laughs> yeah. uh, but all those twitter videos he puts out Max uh, does those. They're, they're fine i think it was today matt i think i mean you know, you're on top of this so why am i why am i even asking sure. of course you know this I think it was sure. Kino Lorber, maybe, who they they announced they're going to release Spaceballs in 4K. I think they are, and I cannot wait. Yeah. So I thought of you immediately. I was like, oh, I'm sure Matt would like that. My f- my favorite Star Wars. I can't <laughs> wait to see it in 4K. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, they released a yes. big old box set of the just the, the Skywalker <laughs> yeah, saga, and you own it. Uh, oh, all I, nine movies. Oh yeah, I got it. I listen. I uh, call me an idiot, Matt, but I'm still hoping one day we'll get you know the original cuts of these movies. But I know it's not yeah, gonna good happen. Luck. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> That's funny. I know. You said I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. That's one reason why I'm like hesitant to buy it again physically. But and also, again, I'm an idiot. Like these movies are on Disney Plus in 4K and Dolby, but. 
I, I think eventually yeah. I'll, I'm going to break down and get these movies on 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 4K disc. Talk about how they look, man, because that's what I'm interested in. Like, how how do these movies look in 4K on disc? They all look really good. That's they good. all look really good, and a lot of people who like reviewed them are just whiny little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and like, get over yourselves, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, these all look really good. Uh, the Best looking ones in the box set, though, uh, are definitely uh, Revenge of the Sith. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And uh, Force Awakens. Those are the best looking movies in this entire set. I oof, oh, they're pretty. And uh, I also got uh, Rogue One, so I watched that in the whole marathon I did last week, and uh, that's probably the best looking disc of the entire Star Wars saga. Interesting. So, good for them. Yeah, sometimes good. Disney gives a shit. <laughs> I, I recently sometimes some sometimes folks sometimes. Um, I recently bought because it was eight bucks um, for like an hour, so I, I quickly nabbed it. I bought Rise of Skywalker on 4K disc, and uh, also looks very good. Yeah, that's uh, my my little good my little good boy Babu Frick uh, <laughs> looks very nice in uh, in 4K. Uh, and I have to confess because I think this is also a 2020 disc. It came out in 2020. Um, it was also eight, yes. it was also eight bucks. Here, it, it's another one. It, it was also eight bucks. Okay, one thing I'll say uh, for Black Friday was I loved these eight dollar 4K disc deals because like I got it's pretty dope. 19 I got 1917 for eight bucks the 4K okay. version. Yes, I was so happy. Uh, like I yeah, said, because I missed out on that and I ended up just getting the regular Blu-ray. And then I also got, I think, Atomic Blonde for like eight bucks, maybe. Lucy, I got it for eight bucks. Um, Two gorgeous movies right there. Yeah, but I also got, and this is my confession, um, I got Joker for eight bucks on 4K. <laughs> you um, want to know you, you want to know something that is one of the best looking 4k discs and that's the only reason i bought it because i read a review saying it's pretty uh i learned you know in the over the last few weeks and months i learned about like native 4k and um mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, what's what's mm-hmm. what's the other one native versus um uh, where it's just uh, just oh, I, I'm losing my words, Matt. You're the experts. Like an upscale, upscale. Like that's upscale. it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you have like a 2K upscale, and then you also have downscale. Well, oh yeah, because like sometimes they shoot in 8K, right? So you have to downscale mm-hmm. it to 4K. Uh, but okay, like Mank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we'll talk about here in a minute. But uh, crazy bastard. <laughs> Joker was shot. Well, it, it, it's native 4K, so it's like. The most pure yeah. image you can get, you know, for a 4K mm-hmm. release is native. So I was like, fine. You know, I'm not the biggest fan. It's really but, pretty. But, you know, I, you know even I uh, can confess and say the movie looks good. You know, it, it's, it, it does. It has beautiful cinematography. So why not pay it up for eight bucks? So, yes, I got Joker for eight bucks. Um, what was my point? I don't know. Uh, four disc, uh, 4K discs are great. So why not jump on them? Uh, when they're cheap like that, let's 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 uh, talk about so, a few others, and we'll move on to Mank, Matt. Uh, ooh, Irishman. Oh yeah, I got, I got a few more I really want to talk about. Here, uh, uh, yeah, Irishman looks great. Oh yes, that's that that's good to hear. Uh, too bad, um, Criterion are cowards. I still don't understand why why they're not releasing. Why 4K they haven't discs. jumped in the 4K game? And you want to know why they, they haven't? Because they overcharge for their movies as it is, Ugh. and a 4K disc from them for one movie would probably be fifty dollars. It's insane. Or sixty. 
It's insane. Uh, and you know what? If other companies like Arrow, Scream Factory, Vinegar Syndrome. Yes, Vinegar Syndrome. If yeah. they're going to jump into the 4K game, guess what? Do it, Criterion. <laughs> People exactly. only buy your, buy your movies for two months out of the year anyway. So what's your point? <laughs> Sometimes. Why, why are you afraid? Uh, sometimes four because uh, Barnes & Noble has uh, July November sales but then the Criterion site has like February and another month they do so okay fine four times yes, a year just four times a year buy yes. their movies yeah. um oh, oh you know speaking of uh you know Shot Factory doing 4K I see you have Deer Hunter mm-hmm. uh on yes, it, which they, is uh, is one I have they, not picked up yet Oh yeah, they licensed the uh, the Studio Canal uh, 4K restoration, and it looks. I've never. This is one of my favorite films, and I've never seen it look this good before. Awesome. Uh, every release before now has just looked like garbage. It just looked like the the negative was thrown around in mud, and they put that on a disc. It they it finally there's finally like bursts of color. It's a really pretty movie. Cool, cool. Uh, I I do have to pick that up because it's it's such an amazing movie, and to own that on 4K would be uh, great. I'm excited about getting that eventually. Uh, what else, Matt? Uh, let's let's also want to yeah, real, real quick. I want to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. This is oh, which I, I which I picked up before I sent you this list. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> which it's I picked on up here. after I sent you this list. I yeah. uh, I'll just say I'm happy owning the digital copies for now because i bought them months ago knowing that they were going to upgrade a 4k dolby on itunes (laughs) i'm like fine i'll wait because i i will eventually get the physical copies but i'm gonna wait until that whatever mega set that's gonna gonna come out next year for the you know 20th anniversary i'll wait for that yeah but matt i'm still jealous that you got Uh, the discs uh have you had a chance to it's pretty oh see that i I have i have skimmed through i've skimmed through fellowship and uh yeah you know what peter jackson uh he does good work he's been spending like two years working on these uh restorations and good for him uh a job well done sir you did great. Uh, I love the way these movies look. Uh, my only downside of this whole this set that came out is the bonus features and the appendices are gone. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is. But a shame. I remedied that issue anyway. What did you end up doing? I re- I took the 4K discs. I put them in my uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition giant book case. Oh yeah. I just took out the old Blu-rays and put the 4Ks in there. It's a really nice looking set, and the appendices are there, so I got it. I got it all. We're good. Nice, nice. Um, I'm doing the same thing when I get the Hobbit for Christmas. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I mean, of course, I'll talk more about this on my Lord of the Rings show. Going also, deep. Also, Buck Wild, Buck Wild, that the extended cuts are on two 4K discs each. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Uh, I love that. Uh, the, <laughs> Thank the, you, because these movies would not look as good. Oh no! I mean, imagine stuffing four hours of Return of the King on one 4K nope. disc. Uh, as, Absolutely as, not. As much as a 4K di- disc can hold, like there's no way you have to spread spread that bit right out. Um, I'll talk more about this on the Going Home Steep show. 
But uh, I, I did also glimpse through just my iTunes 4K copy and digital copy, and it's it, it looks amazing. So I can't wait to to, to, to pick those, up that disc. Those eventually. babies are crisp. Ah, <laughs> uh, it it makes me happy. Uh, I and I'm I'm also enjoying um, the fact that so many people are talking about Lord of the Rings again um, because those movies Isn't are it nice. Yeah, oh, Isn't it uh, nice. Let's, it's pretty let's not, pretty cool. Let's not forget those movies are amazing. Uh, any any last picks, Matt, or, or can we move on? I mean, uh, uh, real quick, uh, real quick, ahead. I want to run down a few. Uh, Warner Brothers put out a uh, 4K uh, restoration of V for Vendetta. Oh yes, yeah. Cannot recommend this enough. Uh, not only because you know the movie looks gorgeous, but they uh, put out there's a new interview on the disc. Yes, yes. And it's and they was clearly shot on the set of Matrix Four. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, Vestron Video put out Little Monsters on Blu-ray finally. Thank God, because the old Pan and Scan uh, DVD was not cutting it anymore. That was a cool release. Um, I believe uh, MVD Video put out uh, Split Second, which is a Rucker Hauer alien predator knockoff, and it kicks all sorts of ass. Uh, Masker Video put out a 70s gem called Mr. No Legs that kicks even more ass. Uh, it's about a uh, drug baron with no legs, <laughs> and he kills pe- and he and he kills people with kung fu. It's great. Uh, also, there is a uh, very much underseen Stallone movie called I See You slash Detox that came finally oh, came to Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about and this, it, and it has and it has the uh, original work print director's cut, which Ooh. is awesome because. Clearly, this studio had no idea what they had on their hands because if they had released that, uh, everyone would have said, "Hey, Saw is a ripoff of this," <laughs> because it's Saw about three years before Saw. So just imagine Stallone in a Saw movie that takes place in an asylum. Yeah, I've 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 been it's reading pretty, about this. Yeah, pretty freaking cool. I need to see that. Oh, and and, uh, and and who released that one? Oh boy, hold on. I, I can look, look it up. up. I can look it up da, too. Da, da, da. I see Let's you. See. Uh, MVD as well. MVD, yeah. yes, yes. They're doing pretty good stuff lately. Yeah, I uh, I like them. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, two box sets I want to talk about. Uh, Arrow put out the uh, Solid Metal Nightmares. Uh, Shinya Sukamoto. He did uh, the Tetsuo films. Uh, yes. uh, that's a fantastic box set. Uh, also, uh, we're going to go back to Criterion here. Uh, the Bruce Lee collection. Oh, because it's awesome. Fuck yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I I had a chance to dig through that. I bought that uh, I think last sale in July maybe. And yeah, it's it's so, good. It's so good. That box is so good. Um, we should we should do this again more often. I, I love this. Uh, and we, you know what we should talk about? I love about? just talking about stuff that's on our shelves. Yeah, like uh, uh, we should definitely talk about once our our uh, our shipments get to us in the next few weeks. Uh, our vinegar syndrome discs because I'm new to them. Because fade to black will definitely make that that, that list. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm new to them. I think I only have maybe one or two in my collection right now, and I and I went hog wild. They're great for, for for their Black Friday sale. So I can't wait to. As well, you should. Yeah, I can't wait to get get them and dig through them. So I'm excited, and I have never seen Beastmaster, so I'm gonna watch it for the first time in 4K. It's all so, right. Yeah, <laughs> you're like it's, it's all right. right. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, all right. It's so no Mank. <laughs> speaking of Mank, Mank. Um, oh boy. So I was. Hey, like, your your boy's back. 
I was like, hey, uh, uh, I, I'm talking to Matt anyway for this, for, for, you know, the best discs of 2020. So I want to talk about Mank with Matt because... Mank. Because Matt, Mank. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, I was, I was almost kind of worried that, you know, uh, how you'd feel about Mank. Um, because I know... <laughs> Why would you be worried? I don't know, because... <laughs> it's okay. David Fincher and old school Hollywood. Yeah, no, but I, I, I knew, I knew though, it was like a 50-50 shot in my head. I, I go, listen... And Gary Oldman! <laughs> I was like, listen, I, I don't see how Matt is not gonna love Mank. Um, but then on the other hand, I'm like, oh. well, how, well, how's he gonna feel about, you know, the representation of Orson Welles in this? Because, Matt, you're a huge... Wells head. You love Orson Welles, right? Huge Wells head, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how big yes, of an Orson Welles fan are you, Matt? Quite the quite the large fan. Almost as large as Orson himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, okay, for those who don't know, yes, Mank is the latest from David Fincher, uh, based on the life, kind of, of uh, Herman Mankiewicz, the co-writer of Citizen Kane, and this movie... Uh, sort of uh, takes us through the writing of that classic film through the eyes of Mankiewicz, also but known only as, as a only as a backdrop to like his life. Yeah, it, which it, is a know, smart move. It, 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 and I, honestly, I don't think this movie treats Orson Welles badly. Yeah, see that you know that was my takeaway by the end of it because yes, uh, Pauline Kael. We have to talk about that. Um, Pauline Kael's essay. Uh, her. <laughs> I believe uh, I think she wrote it in the eighties or nineties. Raising Kane. Yeah, she she uh, you know, and this was countered by Peter Bogdanovich, who's um, uh, who's a, a friend of Orson Welles, who was a friend of Orson Welles, and he's a Welles acolyte. Yes. Yeah, and he's you know a film historian too. So uh, Pauline Kael uh, said that who Welles used to rip on, by the way. Yeah. So Pauline Kael. Like, in private, like, Wells would rip on Bogdanovich. <laughs> uh, Kale wrote this... Very es- funny. Uh, she wrote this essay about how um, uh, uh, sh- you know, should have t- yeah, is, like, the real mastermind behind the scripts of Susan Kane. But, yes, but since then, that yeah. Kale essay has been, like, you know, has, has been, like, put down by, like, real film historians, so... Having said all that, you know, having knowing that knowledge, because I came in with that like hesitation. I'm like, well, uh, yeah, I I can't imagine Fincher and you know, and the script written by Fincher's late father, and also, yeah, and also, uh, um, uh, as I've read, like rewritten by the producer Eric Roth, um, I was kind of worried that they would maybe take. Uh, you know, make it maybe based too much on quote unquote, uh, you know, uh, true life. It's like one of those like based on true yeah. true events films. But no, this plays with uh, like history. Like gives you yep. like a broad and stroke. Has fun of, with it. Yeah, exactly. It has fun with it. That's my point. Like by the end, you're not supposed to take this like as a hundred percent truth. You're supposed to do your your homework. Like a, oh, a lot of a what happens. Yeah, a lot of what happens in the film. Is made up because it's a film, for God's sakes. So, and, yeah, and I it's think a movie. It, if I want truth, I'll watch a documentary. Yeah. So, it, and, and you know? uh, I think <laughs> in the film itself, it, it, it it's almost like meta because Mankiewicz makes a big deal about how you know his character in the film is writing this Citizen Kane script, and he's basing it off the life of William Randolph Hearst, um, and. 
it, 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 and like there's that whole thing of what what's that line man it's like you can't you know get uh in two hours you can't know a man's life you can only you can't get, get you you can't put a man yeah you can't put a man's life in two hours you don't you can only get an impression of it exactly so with lines like that in this film i think it knowingly sets itself up for like listen you know, it's not 100% real. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. You know, anyway, but yeah, that's that's one thing I wanted to say I'll, you know, uh, up top because... It's I good think, stuff. Yeah, a, a lot of the criticism, I think, is coming from people who are like, that's not what happened. Like, they can point it to the Pauline Kale essay. It's like, ah, forget all that. You know, okay, you know what? It, it's important to and know. That's, um, it's important to know, but in the end... That's a boring criticism. Exactly, but by the end, just take the film as it is, as a film. But yeah, anyway... Matt, why do you love? Sorry, Mank listener. So much? We both like. We both <laughs> love Mank. Uh, I'm a sucker for old school Hollywood. Uh, I'm a sucker for obviously David Fincher. I I really like Gary Oldman. Yeah, I love him in this. I don't think he's been this good since maybe Tinker Taylor. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah, like that was the last time he he really blew me away. Like he did here. Uh, I love Amanda Seyfried. I think she is uh, a delight. In this, I think she's always a delight for that matter. I I just love it. I'm, and it's cool to see a movie that is both, you know, it it looks back at old school Hollywood with, you know, heart, but yeah. also like a heavy amount of like cynicism and venom. And I'm here for it. Give it to me. Yeah, because uh, uh, one thing, and I'll point this out, and uh, this isn't a spoiler because this is history. Like, after seeing the movie, um, reading up on it, like, what's real, what's fake? What's definitely real and what I didn't know is (laughs) how the election of, what, 1934, the gubernatorial California election, um, how it was Mm -hmm. swayed by fake film reels produced by MGM. Uh Uh-huh. Which is insane. Yep. That was the point in the movie and Mank, where I was like, "Holy shit! This is what this is about. Like, this is not just yeah. a you know a a, <laughs> a a take on like classic Hollywood, you know, a behind the scenes sort of thing. It's political, and that blew my mind. Exactly. Like, this is why I love this it's movie. Good. That is real, folks. You know, we, we we've been saying you know a lot of this movie you know takes broad strokes with history. That's real. That. That is that actually happened. Yeah, that actually happened. So that that shit it. happened. <laughs> yeah. So 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 to your point, like, yes, it 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 lovingly, and uh, in the way it's 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 shot, and in the way uh, Fincher and a cinematographer, you know, uh, make this look like a classic film. It's a loving tribute to it, but also don't forget they make it sound like a classic. They it, film. Yeah, they make it sound. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here too, but. Yeah, it has that pointed jab at those studio bigwigs of the past, and hey, the studio bigwigs of the present—they're always up to something. They're they, you know, they <laughs> got to be careful with people like William Randolph Hearst. Is the point because mm-hmm. uh, him and his cronies—they get away with so much, and you have people like Mank telling it like it is. I love that word. Ah, I love that work. I love love cronies, cronies, <laughs> goons. Talk about the sound in this, Matt. The sound. Oh man. Uh, well, it's a mono mix, obviously, but he also added. They also add this like really cool uh, reverb and yeah. echo to it 
that makes it sound like you're watching the movie in like a giant theater, like like a movie palace, like like you would watch it back in the day. And it took me a few seconds to get used to it. At first, I was like, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> and then maybe a minute later, I'm like, "I'm like, nope, I love this. More movies should be done like this, please. Thank you." It's ah, it, it's a bold love choice. Sound in this movie. Yeah. After after it's I smart. Saw it. Yeah, no, after I saw it, and I did see this in a theater, it's 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 my last movie to see in a theater before, you know, I get the vaccine. Uh, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, but uh, when it started, I'm like, this sounds odd. This is not what I'm used to <laughs> when it comes to seeing a movie in a theater. Um, yeah. And I looked it up, and it it is one of the few modern films uh, that has a mono mix. Um, I think yep. the closest... Uh, one uh, most recently is the lighthouse, but I think they did eventually. I, I think there is, there was an attempt to release that in mono, but I think eventually it came out like in a surround sound mix. But no, yeah. this is this is pure yeah. mono. Like, it, it, folks, if 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 you think you have a problem with your audio system watching watching Mac, this is on purpose. And it, it by the end, yeah, I, I had nope. like that thought. I'm like, huh, this sounds odd. Maybe it's me. No. It's it's meant to sound like nope. that, and yeah, it, it, yeah, it's really cool. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that and the way it looks. Ugh, we were talking about this earlier. Like Fincher shot this digitally. Like he's not going to, yes. you know, not shoot this with like not going to go back to film. No, no, he's there's no way because he loves to manipulate every single film is frame. dead to him. Exactly, <laughs> like film uh, is dead to him. He shoots. Sorry, with, nerds. He shoots with eight, eight uh, with eight K cameras. And uh, <laughs> and uh, it's insane because he okay, he's not like his friend Steven Soderbergh. Who Soderbergh? Have you ever seen The Good German by Soderbergh? Mm-mm. It's it's an odd movie. I have not. It's an odd movie uh, because that's black and white. That's also like meant to replicate that era. It's shot on film. Not as good, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's one of his weaker films, but even like Soderbergh shot shot, you know, his take on classic cinema on film. But Fincher's like, there's no way I'm going to do that. There's no way I'm going to shoot film for this. So he, he shoots 8K. Yeah. He like uh, he adds scratches. He adds uh, cigarette burns. He makes it look like a classic film. And oh it my works. god, yes, the cigarette burns. Yeah, which, I love the cigarette burns. Uh, for for real. Changes, the first time it popped yeah. up, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh he's doing this. Cool. <laughs> he's crazy. I like you. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I good stuff. Uh, okay, I have I have a question for you, Marcelo. Yes, go uh, shoot. Ask me. Was was there a moment or scene in Mank where you fell in love? Where I fell in love, a moment or scene? That's where where you were like, where you're watching the scene, like maybe halfway through the movie, maybe ten minutes in, and you go, "Oh wait, I love this." No, it it, it was actually that scene I was talking about earlier when, uh, because okay, in Fincher films, there's usually and 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 in Fight Club. I think he even points this out. You know, uh, Ed, uh, uh, Ed, Edward Norton's character says, it's a real change. You know, the movie keeps going, but the audience, you know, has no idea, right? Things okay. things take a shift. It happens in Gone Girl. You know, about halfway through, things take a shift. Um, yeah. So that moment for me, I was not expecting one of those in Mank. And that moment when Mank sits down. What, the cigarette and, burn or? 
no, 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 okay. no. Okay. It's 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 just a shift in the in the story. It makes it sound. Yeah. Yeah. In in Fight Club, that shift takes place when you find out, hey, uh, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are the same character. And Gone Girl, spoiler alert, hey, uh, uh, the Gone Girl is not really dead. And in Mank, it's that moment I was just ta- <laughs> I was talking about when Mank sits down and watches these fake film reels, and he goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> They're gonna steal this election because people are oh, dumb. Shit. And they, yeah, they they have they have no idea these things are fake. Then yep. he goes to the studio head and he goes, "Don't do this." It's like that. Those moments when he realizes, you know, this shit has gone too far. That's when I knew, like, yeah. Fincher again. Fincher has a moment in a film when things take a drastic turn, and it's something you weren't expecting. And it's it's why I love the man. It's why I love David Fincher because he okay then. Uh, yeah, he constructs those moments and things take a you know drastic turn, and I'm like, I love it. That's when I knew this movie was great. What about you, Matt? Okay, we fell in love at different times. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fell in love during during the scene where uh, Mank and Marion Davies, played by Amanda Seyfried, are just wandering through San Simeon. That that was just amazing. Just wandering too. through uh, San Simeon, just uh, shooting the breeze talking to each other just having a conversation uh that's when i said to myself i was like oh wait i love this because up until then i was like this is pretty good and it was the interplay between those two characters i just went yep it clicks this clicked for me i i'm in love i love this movie yeah it it it, because i had that same feeling in fact i had to in fact i had to pause the movie in order to record this episode <laughs> I, I I did also rewatch it. Um, Damn you! <laughs> a, a few days ago, uh, because like like you, um, it took me uh, until that scene I just mentioned. I was like, okay, this movie's good. This movie's good. But then when that scene happened, when that turn happened, I was like, oh, this movie's great. You're like, oh, this movie's great. And then like, no, no, I love this. And then seeing it again, I'm like, yeah, no, this movie's amazing. Uh, another scene that that made me you know fall in love even more the first time I watched it was. The night of the election, and that montage uh-huh. of Mank just getting more drunk, and the numbers coming in, yep. and it—I can't mm-hmm. even describe it. It's like a—it's like a classic, like montage of like these these you know the light bulbs shuddering and all this stuff happening around yeah. Mank's head. That's that that's gorgeous. That's beautiful. That's another amazing moment. That's that Fincher. It's a classic film moment that Fincher recreates. Oh yeah, for for this film. So and again, my point is, and uh, uh, seeing it again. I, I love to do it more because I'm like, yes, this movie is a, this movie's great from beginning to end. So another, it's quite good. Another watch um, elevates it. For before me. we're done talking about it, though, yeah. Before we finish, uh, let's talk about that score. Oh, uh, I've been listening. Trent to Reznor it. and Atticus oh, Attica, Atticus Ross. I didn't think they had this kind of music in them. I am more than happy that they did. Uh, it's all orchestral. It's very old school Hollywood uh, score from you know Trent Reznor, and uh, he's on his way to another Oscar, isn't he? They are. Right? Um, I mean, uh, he's he's gonna win best original score. <laughs> yeah, you know it, it's crazy because yeah, uh, uh, I agree with you. Like this score is amazing. Um, totally unexpected. Unexpected. I, I think I think it's in this movie that they use like classic instruments and they try to really replicate that old school feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and. The moment I knew the score was amazing was I think it's like in in one of the early flashbacks, uh, the score over the score there's like typewriter 
like like uh, uh like yeah. the, 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 the ty- yeah it's cool the typewriter sounds you know going to beats like with the score that uh-huh that's good that's incredible <laughs> yeah it's cool um it, i i i should also Love say Reznor. yeah he always does great work uh uh trent Reznor, atticus ross they're also doing the score for soul which i've also heard is amazing i have not heard the score but i've heard Ooh. from people who have seen that movie already that that's also going to be another contender apparently so they got two movies this year that are gonna oh no be... they're gonna cancel each other out <sighs> and then here comes oh no here comes the guy oh, no. the guy's name i can't pronounce who did tenant uh, Lud- uh, Ludwig, he's gonna come in. So, What's his name? I'm gonna look it up because that I've been listening to that score a lot. Ludwig, Gor- a great score. <laughs> uh, L- Ludwig Gor- Goranson. Ludwig oh, Gor- Goranson. Goranson. He did. Uh, he he won for Black Panther. Oh, that's right. So yeah. So yeah, he, he won one already. Ludwig. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Take he's a good. Take a step back. Uh, but no, that score is amazing. No, ten- the tenant score. Oh, another. Another great score from this year. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah, ten, ten, ten is good. <laughs> I, good. I, I'm actually very. Ten, it's good. I'm actually very excited to pick up that it killed that killed cinema. But it's a good movie. Uh, but hey, uh, uh, Nolan is a fan of the Fast and Furious movies and Tokyo Drift, so all is forgiven. All is forgiven. Um, sure. <laughs> sure. Matt, uh, any any last words on Mank before we close up shop? Make mine Mank. <laughs> Put that on the poster. Make mine mank. <laughs> no, it, it, make it, mine mank. That's my final words. It's it it's it's one of those where the discourse is kind of it's kind of bogging this movie down. Boring. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> it's fucking boring. Uh, uh, I I'm just glad I, I I'm glad I Grow love up. it so much, uh, and I'm glad I'm just ignoring people uh, who are. are, are are wrong in my case like they're they're they don't see it for what it is i think um, i'm going to end this my last comment is actually uh, a roger ebert quote i saw oh. going around okay go ahead uh hmm this can go for uh basically the discourse around mank was also has been roping in citizen kane obviously and you know people saying that it's not that good so, that Ebert quote is, For years, people have been telling me they just don't see what's so great about Citizen Kane. Now they tell me they just don't see what's so great about Vertigo. My answer will remain the same. You are insufficiently evolved as a moviegoer. Or more simply, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that catty bitch don't miss. <laughs> if, if anything, I think time will be, um, t- time will be on Mank's side. Very kind. Yeah, I think so. Yep. I think so. In, a, in about five years' time, everyone will be shouting, Make mine mank on the windows. <laughs> they'll be shouting that. You know, because they'll be shouting from their windows because we'll still be on lockdown. Oh, boy. Um, uh, but hey, at least we'll have mank to watch <laughs> on Netflix. Uh, yeah. now, now streaming in, in beautiful... Or we'll be watching it watching it on, you know, uh, that Criterion Blu-ray that's sure to come. Oh, of course. Because, I mean... Uh, well, they got that Netflix deal, so why not? Although, I, I I did hear from the cinematographer, who I should point out, uh, he's I think he's my frontrunner for best cinematographer, uh, cinematography of the year, uh, his work on Mank. Um, but I, I think he said, like, they don't have... I don't they, they They don't... Um, they didn't have a documentarian... Uh, chronicling the making of Mank, which is which is a shame because I know you yeah, know they'll, they'll figure something out. 
I know, I know Fincher, uh, you know, his bonus features on the girl, with the dragon tattoo are like so immersive and there's so much great footage from the making of that movie. And that disc, that, that whole set is one of my favorites from Fincher. Um, we'll see regardless, but Hey, there, there will assuredly be a Fincher commentary for Mank. I mean, there has to be. Always, uh, yeah. There's, I mean, if, yeah, for the release of Gone Girl, even though that had no bonus features, it did have a commentary from Fincher. So that uh, was the bonus feature. Yeah, exactly. That was the bonus feature. And uh, Netflix has commentaries for some of their content. So there's like a F- House mm-hmm. of Cards commentary by Fincher on those first two episodes. So I can't see why they just can't add that's fun uh, his commentary to the Netflix release. So come on, there you go. Uh, all right, that's Mank. That that's been Mank. We like Mank. <laughs> You've been Manked. You've been Manked, folks. Uh, you're welcome, Matt. Before we go, uh, first off, thanks. This was yes. fun. Great talking to you as always. I had fun. Yes. Um, plugs. Where can the people listening find you online? You can find me everywhere at the Real Matt C because I collect social medias. <laughs> uh, you can also find me over at uh, you know Monsters Never Die, the uh, horror podcast that I host with uh, Jacob DeNoble, and uh, we have a lot of fun there. We have a fun uh, Christmas episode planned, and oh boy, it's out of our wheelhouse, but it'll be a good one. Nice. I'm excited to I'm excited to sit to, uh, to listen to that and get that out there. Uh, you guys do good work over there and monsters never die we try <laughs> yeah as for me talkfilmsociety.com as always uh, go to our patreon patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety for bonuses listen to our new shows on there um trek film society uh listen to all the episodes on there now uh with me mike and diego um talking star trek um but yeah uh, that's that's what i want to point out in my plugs and other than that you know at talk from soc on twitter that's it matt thanks again this was fun uh and now anytime uh and now for my closing catchphrase hey see you at the movies no way i never seen that all right bye